I, I just I end up not getting it. Well, if it's if it's fine the way it is, why break it? You know. Uh, yeah, it's it's Thursday. We're a little late, um, but nothing to worry about. Not if about. you're in Paris. No, right? No, you're still late. <laughs> yeah, you're still late. Yeah, you're just you're you're later actually. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's uh, December seventh, nineteen forty one. No, it is December seventh though. Yeah, it is December seventh. That means it is the day that will live in infamy. Apparently, that speech was changed. There was a was it Boing Boing that did it. Okay. Uh, it, it was. Uh, oh, it was a different word. Yeah. Yeah, a day that will live in in history or American history or something like that, and and was changed last minute to. Yeah. Infinite. In fact, he's he's. It's funny because I I saw this when I was. It's uh, actually in one of the exhibits at the FDR Library. There's mm. the page, and it's scribbled out. It's like you know whatever word it was. He just wrote it in. Yeah, he, it was a write in. Yeah, like the, the tax minute. bill. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he just wrote it in. Yeah. You know what? Wait a minute. We can screw these people too. Write that down. <laughs> Infamy. We're gonna. <laughs> uh, what a mess that thing is. Well, that's a whole other word for a whole other time. Yes. Um, Hateful people. Ugh. Anyway. All right. So you woke up at three a.m. because you landed last night from a from a big trip. Do you want to start? Right. With well, that okay. You- yes, but uh, I, I had no idea because I've been gone that the that world these- is burning. Yeah. That that L.A. is basically burning to the ground and and looking. <clears throat> To get eighty mile an hour winds today, yeah, like it's uh, it, it could be seriously bad today. It's it's awful, and uh, I hope to any of my friends there that are listening, please be safe. And I will try and reach out to you today, and and hopefully everything's okay. Not that I can do anything, but but I am thinking about you guys. And it man, is it it looks for for those of you who don't know, uh, there. I've posted a, 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 a there's a shot uh, or a, a page in the show notes. Yep. And you can see the flames notes. hitting up against the 405. Yeah. Now, uh, right along the 405 freeway, the, the 405 freeway runs north to south, uh, connecting basically Hollywood with the valley, the mm-hmm. San Fernando Valley. And along the 405 is the Getty Center. Uh, and as of as of this morning, anyway, nothing at the Getty Center has been... Uh, removed. And, they say they plan not to remove it. Yeah, yeah, and partially because it was designed to withstand natural disasters, and and yeah. apparently they've got a, a huge vault of storage b- beneath the ground. Yeah, if, and a million gallon water tank, and yeah, the way it's yeah, landscaped yeah. to keep stuff away from buildings, and yeah, I mean they've done everything they can do. Mm-hmm. But it, man, some of the video footage and the photographs from the flames alongside the freeway it's oh it's, it's unreal horrifying. it's like it's like it's like hell opened up next to yeah. the 405 yeah i mean if you've ever seen that really horrible uh pierce brosnan movie about the volcano in la that's, that's kind of like. what it looks like or, wait was it pierce brosnan dante's peak wasn't that, uh, was that I la no it wasn't film, LA. so anyway any I, any I it looks like something out of a out of a out of an Irwin allen disaster movie you know it, it, no it really does and it you know it's it's, it's hard to tell i mean because you know cell phone video footage can be just misleading in the way the colors and brightness of things actually mm-hmm, are, you know, mm-hmm. if it actually looks like the hills are just glowing like that. Yeah. Would be cre- because a lot of these videos are done at night, right? People who were driving along the 405 until they shut it down yesterday, I guess. Right. Shut it down um, for a little while. Yeah. Has it jumped the highway? Do you know? I, I don't know. Cause it was on the East side, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. 
whether it has or not. Okay. Um, yeah. But awful, awful, awful stuff. Please, those of you in Southern California and even in Central, take care. Did the, take care um, of each other, too. The, the inland area that you were living in when you were out there, mm-hmm. did, were there a lot of fires out there, too? Or was that like far enough um, in and it was deserty enough or over the hills? No, because I lived at the base of the foothills. I lived at the base of like Cucamonga Peak and Mount Baldy. Right. And, and there's a lot of sort of, you know, forest and chaparral and and that type of of landscape so you know we would we would have fire season i mean it would it and then it would be followed by the rainy season and that would be mudslides because you know the foliage had burned away so all the mud would come it was you know i was far enough away where i was never in in harm's way um but you could see things pretty regularly as they happen it's crazy yeah so everyone stay safe out there yeah, and and interestingly enough, maybe not so interesting for for our listeners, uh, still the 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 number one things people are grabbing if they are evacuated are photographs. Well, it's one of the few things you can't replace. So, Although, also a good time to think about using something like that. Uh, what is that Google app that lets you take pictures of uh, photos? Oh, right, that little scanner app. Photo scan. Right. Photo scan. Mm-hmm. Which uh, Google put out which basically it, it does this because, you know, when you look and you want to take a picture of a photo, there's always going to be like a reflection, right, of light and right, that kind of stuff. Right. And it's a real pain in the neck, which is why people use scanners. But that's really slow. So what what the Google thing does is what it shows you. You point it at the picture and it goes, OK, now show me the left upper left corner, upper right corner, lower right, right corner, lower right. left and corner. And it stitches. And it stitches it together into mm-hmm, a version that's mm-hmm. actually usually pretty good. And yeah. then it'll upload to Google Photos. So at least then you have a copy somewhere else, you know? Right. It may so, not be the, you know, the pristine copy that you've got, but at least at least you wouldn't yeah. lose completely. Yeah, yeah, sure. And you know what? A lot of prints don't have a lot of resolution. So, I mean, what you're getting from a cell phone camera is probably as good as you're going to get, you know, sure. to, to sure. some extent. And Especially and, if they're older photos. Yeah. You know, yeah. Worth, worth a couple hours while you're watching a TV show at night is pull out your box of photos, put photo scan on your phone and scan a bunch of your old stuff, you know? Right, right. Uh, not bad. Um, but yeah, harsh, really yeah. harsh. All right. So you, you, you landed, we landed last 12 night. hours ago. Yep. Yep. Last, last night, uh, a week in Paris, uh, yeah. we, we walked oh, over 65 miles. <laughs> yep. I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, let's see, uh, big thoughts. Uh, first thing I would, I would like to, to shoot down at least in, in our experience, the myth that French people are rude. Uh, we had nothing of the sort. Everybody was, was as lovely as they could be. They were helpful. They were patient sure. from, from the flight there to the flight back and everything in between everybody that we met without exception was kind and patient and and helpful as we butchered our way through their their language right did w- uh, did uh, um what was the weather like miserable cold or rainy yeah, or both? 30s every day the sun <clears throat> so the sun wasn't out at all yeah okay. it was it was cold and and uh rained a couple days so you were there drizzled. quote unquote off season which is oh yeah probably yeah, yeah. good for your purposes uh, conrad and um, I were there and you know, late, late October. So we, you know, we've been at a similar kind of time. I don't know that I would go back again this time. Um, but it was an amazing, amazing experience. I, I would not have changed a thing. Um, it, it, it allowed us to see things that maybe we wouldn't have been able to see in, in the time. I mean, catacombs, for example, 
you read yeah. horror stories online of people waiting two and three hours sure. to get into the catacombs. We waited about 35, 40 minutes and, yeah. and we were in. Going um, going places off season, I mean, the weather usually isn't as nice, but other than that, it's mm-hmm. the way to go. Or yeah. or go right when the seasons are kind of changing. Like the time right. when we take our fall trip is usually when all the national parks are switching from their summertime to their wintertime. And so it's like the last few weeks of full season and places in Europe are the same kind of way. So right. Um, what do you I, think I of the say, catacombs? Uh, Creepy? Um, int- really interesting at first, um, yeah, but goes on and on. Gets repetitive pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I mean, it was interesting and, and yeah, creepy and, yeah. and, um, you can sleep down there. I think it, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it is a beautiful city, the city proper, beautiful city. Even the dirty parts are beautiful. There's, there, there's a sense of aesthetics there that, that, um, they, they want by and large, it seems everything to be pretty. There's, there's, you know, great typography there sure. and, and, um, cafes everywhere yep um you know little little patisseries everywhere um uh we we didn't have a bad meal at all every meal was amazing from uh this little sandwich place just just coming off the hill um coming down from sacre coeur through mamatra uh, oh yeah sure a little place called pan pan and apparently was voted like the best baguette in Paris for one year. I don't remember what year it was, but sure. we got some takeaway sandwiches there and it was incredible. I yeah. mean, it, just something as simple as bread is made with such care mm-hmm. that it is it, fascinating. Um, so the food was fantastic, had, had terrific Italian food, uh, met up with Carl Taylor. He came over from Guernsey. Oh yeah, I saw that picture. Yeah, that was terrific. We went to this little Basque restaurant called La Volant, Le, Le Volant Basque. Okay. Um, and uh, some friends of his um, met us there and they've been going there. They went like their first date was, they've been going there for like a decade to this restaurant. It's this little yeah. neighborhood restaurant. And we had this Basque food and it was wonderful and, you know, drank a ton of wine and, and you know, whatever sure. had this you know four hour meal or something no d- and d- d- go, mm-hmm. sorry go ahead no go ahead, go ahead. Uh, inquiring minds want to know did you go to the louvre no <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, we, we actually i take that back we went to the louvre we didn't go in the louvre okay sure. uh we 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 instead went to uh the musee d'orsay right uh we went to the pompidou twice what was it the pompidou? which modern Modern, I know, modern I know, art. I know what's there. I'm saying, was there anything in particular? Was there a show? Uh, there that- the, 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 what was it? The, okay. So this, I guess the sixth floor are the temporary collections. The f- fifth floor, fourth and fifth floor are the permanent collections. The fifth floor was fantastic. It was amazing. Wonderful. The fourth floor was a lot more what I would call sort of experimental art or, or, you know, this sort of purposefully avant-garde art that I just didn't click with. like here's a, a stick that's wrapped in I don't know colors of paper. paper yeah yeah, yeah I, whatever you know it just it didn't hit me at all and I and I, I I I guess it was okay to see it but that was if if there was a low point of the trip it was the fourth or yeah fourth floor of the Pompidou <laughs> okay 
<laughs> um, I was I thought you were gonna say it was the fourth day we were tired and you're like no, no it was the fourth, it was the fourth the floor it was just like both of us were Adrian and I were just walking like do you get this no I don't get this do you get no I don't get it either yeah um you know and it and it just kind of proves that that whatever it is that you make whatever kind of photographs you take whatever creative pursuit you are after somebody out there will like it Somebody will find yeah. it interesting. Somebody will find it important. Yeah. There is an audience for everything. And somebody will think it's crap. And somebody will think it's crap. Probably me. Yeah. There was a, um, there's a, there's a painting by, oh God, who was it? I forget the guy's name. Anyway, there's a painting at the Met of a young girl, like a, like adolescent girl with like her dress kind of up and you can kind of see her underwear. It's like, I forget Balthus or uh, what the hell's the guy's name? Anyway. And somebody came up with a, 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 a petition to like get it removed and, you know, 5,000 huh. people signed it or whatever it is. And like, what, you know, for whatever, you know, right. and, and I just look at it and I, I was reading the article. I was like, you know what, Heather, I was like, you can get 5,000 people to sign a petition that says anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like kind you, of. Yeah. You can yeah. find 5,000 people who agree with anything you can come up with. Um, so anyway, yeah, I agree. It was, um, it was interesting. The, one of the high points, uh, Adrian found this museum of, I don't even remember the name of it. I'll find the name of it. Uh, but it's like basically the museum of, of making. It's a museum dedicated to making and, and you know, uh, scales and measuring devices. And they had a, oh, a it's Cray up in the computer. Northeast, uh, of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I yep. mean, little maquettes of bridges and buildings and, uh, you know, different cameras and, and you know, uh, phonographs and just sort of the evolution of technology from, you know, the 1500s, to sextants to navigate all the way up to, you know, modern supercomputers. And it was kind of, you know, it was cold. We were walking around with Carl and, and uh, you know, let's go in here. And, and we went in and we, we got these museum passes. If you are going to Paris get this thing it's called the paris museum pass it's uh you can get it in two day four day or six day i think the four day was 48 euro right but it gets you into everywhere everywhere basically everywhere except the catacombs and the eiffel tower right so you know pompidou yes this museum yes uh the louvre yes the d'orsay yes uh the the arc de triomphe uh like 60 different museums and attractions for this one fee. And you get to skip the line. That's the other cool yep. thing. You'd go right up to the front. And that was the way to go. Um, I saw a drone at the Arc yep. de Triomphe. We're, we're, we're on the, the edge. Is the uh, Museum of Arts and Meters? Is that the place? Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Brilliant. I, Absolutely yeah, brilliant. It's, it's cool. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. So we're standing on the, on the top of the Arc de Triomphe. Uh, and you see this little dot. <laughs> up and it and it hovers like right out in front of the the thing and you know, it turns a little bit and turns the other way and then we watched it go all the way down and this guy grabs it put it in his bag and starts walking away because uh, huge illegal to sure. to 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 fly a drone in the city of paris but it was just kind of wild adrian spotted it she's like oh look and uh, and it was just weird to see this little drone on the top of a uh, Top of the Arc de Triomphe. And did you take pictures of the uh, eiffel tower at night and post them somewhere because you know it's very illegal um, I can neither confirm nor deny whether that happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently the light show. Yeah. The light show is copywritten or some is, stupid is, thing. is copywritten. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a work of art. 
the tower itself is not, but apparently the 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 I I have heard tell that the the light show is um yeah. is copywritten. You know it is. Uh, it's like I get it, but at the same time, like come on, it's it's on the Eiffel Tower. Like right. how could somebody like, not take a well, picture it's, of it's, it? Well, several years ago, there was the, the they were trying to to make it illegal for you to to photograph the bean in Chicago. Right. Yeah. 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 And you're like, okay, it's a piece of public art, but you can't. Okay. Well, okay. Whatever. Um, uh, what else? Um, I don't, it was just overwhelming. You know, it was overwhelming. We did, we, I'm sure we didn't see all of everything, uh, but we saw some of everything. Sure. You know, um, went to the, the, you know, the classic spot. Is it, is it the Elliot Erwitt picture up on, on top, uh, looking down over the Eiffel Tower with the umbrellas. Is that, El- yeah. is that Elliot or what? Uh, could be, yes. I maybe. think it is, where you can see the, 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 the pavers, the stone pavers looking out over the Eiffel Tower, went up there. Um, the, the art there is really overwhelming. Both, both old art, new art, the, the, the sense of aesthetic, the sense of, of, of uh, expression there is incredible um whether it's how someone dresses or the art that's on the walls and you can you can we ducked into a couple little galleries and saw just incredible work that that for all i know is from a local artist uh but was every bit as interesting as something we saw in one of the bigger museums right um yeah uh and and little things like in in the the food the way that that flavors are balanced the way that things are presented the way that that um, uh, manners are so highly valued. And we heard this before we even went that, you know, Merci and S'il vous plaît go a long way mm-hmm. because they are a proper, by and large, a proper culture that, that, that values saying please and thank you. And, and you walk into a shop and it's bonjour, bonsoir. Uh, there's something I like about that. And I, you know, I asked Adrian when we, I think it was, <laughs> could a, we move to Paris? Yeah. Right. <laughs> In the spring. Yeah. Uh, you know, how, how do you think this experience will change our lives? How, how what will the be, what will the results be of this experience? Will, will we, will we eat differently? Will we, will we see things in a different way? Will we treat people differently? Will we, you know, will we be bolder in our choice of, of, or manner of dress or, you know, how, what will filter to the surface in, in, as a result of this experience? What'd she say? Uh, well, we have to, she didn't know. We have to think about it. You know, you know I, I think that, and, and you are still obviously in the, you know, landing back on earth stage of the process. Right. right. Um, I, I think it's one of those things where, um, any trip you take, any sort of uh, new experience that you have like this, um, you know, when you're in it, it, it's, 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 it has some sort of effect that lasts and every single one of those things affects you in some way. Mm-hmm. Of course, you always tend to revert to your mean, right? You know what I mean? Like no one changes overnight, like a, sure. yeah, know, sure. a twist. So, you know, you may come back and say, we're going to eat more like this or whatever it is. And then slowly you'll come back to how you were eating six months ago or whatever it is. Um, Maybe. Or slowly we'll go towards that end of the spectrum. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, just in my, in my own experience, I found that it's like, oh, I, you know, I, I feel really inspired or I feel whatever it is. And um, 
it, it, it generally sort of, it's, you know what it's almost like when you, when you look at a bright light and you close your eyes and it suddenly, it like slowly dims like the, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. you know, and yet you can still remember what it looked like. The memory's still there, even if the light's not there anymore, you know? Well, um, you know, and I, I, it's like, you need to digest the experience. Yes. And I, I tweeted something from Paris that I don't, I don't remember the exact wording of it, but the, the premise of it was, I don't know whether I'm inspired I don't know whether whether to feel inspired or defeated mm-hmm. by what I see around me. Um, but and, you got to remember, that, everything you saw around you is millions of people making that. Right? It's not like one person. Yeah, absolutely, no, absolutely. Other than but, Napoleon III, he's he maybe is to blame for a lot of it. Right, right. But but even even you know going the the, the sense of of making and purpose was everywhere. Or at least, and and maybe that's the way I interpreted it. Maybe people are just there trying to live their lives the same way they are here. I think they are, but but I think the value system is different. You know, it's it's, and I talked to to Carl's friend Bertrand about this. Who you know, we got talking about this the the the, the idea that French people are are rude and and et cetera et cetera. And and he said, you know, that has changed a lot in the past ten fifteen years. But he said, in his opinion, it's not that we're, it's not that we're, we're, we're rude or think we're better. It's, it's, you know, we have the same sort of raw materials that anyone else does. We just experience them differently. We Hmm. value, for example, mealtime, time around a table as, as a time to connect to, to, to each other. And the meal itself is something special. You know, the idea of fast food as just quick, crappy food, it's not, it doesn't really translate that well. Even, even the, the, the grab and go sandwiches are the most amazing sandwiches you've ever had, or the, the, the grab and go slices of quiche or the pastries or, you know, whatever it is, our perception, Adrian and I am talking about, or at least my perception, I don't want to speak for her, was that there was care and craft taken. This, none of this was slapped together. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be a different value system of, of what is important and what should be savored than, than we typically experience here. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's, I agree that that is true. There's also a, um, a culture both the reality and the illusion of it that everybody, every place wants to cultivate, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you you go to Paris to get Paris. And even if it's in the same way that the downtown DC or, or, you know, LA along sunset strip or New York in times square is almost this disnified version of the thing that people think that it is when you go there, you know what I mean? And there's certainly parts of Paris that feel like, Oh, this is, This is basically a created version of the Paris that people want along the Seine and the guys maybe, selling the books and maybe, the whole thing. But, you know, we went to a little burger place called Le Rousseau. Best burger I've ever had in my life. It did look like a good burger. I saw that. It was the best burger. I've, and and I, I love burgers. And this, yep. was, this was better than any other burger. Sorry, In-N-Out. 
you know, this is the best burger I've ever had. <laughs> In and out, it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> like the whole it company. was, I mean, the brioche was baked fresh sure. there. I mean, I, and I talked to the guy that was working there. You know, the, the, the beef comes from the north of France and the, it's all sure. blah, blah, blah. Uh, the, the 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 potatoes are cooked just so and and they're they're perfectly crisp on the outside and then you know fluffy i mean they just they did it better yeah you know the lasagna that 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 adrian had at this little place called amalfi was she said her words best lasagna she's ever had in her life right there were there were a ton of those best sandwiches, best coffees, best you know the just the level of of care and craft to a to a a coffee that's served in a paper cup. It wasn't Seven Eleven coffee. No sure. offense to Seven Eleven, but it, yeah, there was just it encourages you. The city encourages you to drink it in. The city encourages you to to experience it. You the could city, argue you could argue that it encourages you to care. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is, this is, this is one of the things that, that, that's got me sort of, uh, 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 you know, off, off, off hinge a little bit is how do I respond to it creatively? Because I saw so many things, both, you know, capital art and lowercase art that, that blew my mind. Uh, we went to, oh my God, what, there was a little gallery and I can't remember the name of the guy. It's like Skiz or Shiz. I forget his last name, but um, he does this art with, like, he creates everything with, with spray paint and masks and their geometric shapes and colors and line art. And it was some of the most, I just was totally inspired by it. I don't know how to describe it. It was, oh, wait, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Okay. So it's the David Block Gallery. Adrian sent me the, the email. And this guy's name is. Oh, I see these um, things. Swizz is his name. Okay. 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 Let me, let me send you this quick thing. Can I pay? Sure. This is the new version of Skype. Where the hell's the window? <laughs> Stupid Skype. <laughs> okay. Here it is. You keep changing this stuff. Right. No, just leave it alone. Jeffrey's okay. typing. Right. So the, th this stuff is, it looks almost. 3d it looks like it's it's you know hmm. blown away in person and you know this guy started as a street artist and and now he's you know he's hanging in galleries in morocco this gallery's in morocco and they've got a, a a satellite version in uh in paris um and i'm looking at this going how do i translate this how do i translate experience into action Mm -hmm. right. That's the that's the question. How do I translate experience into action? Yeah, you know, you see things that you love and or things that inspire you, even if they're not direct. You know, there's two different things. There's there's the times when it's directly related to what you do. If you saw somebody doing, you know, layered printy kind of stuff, and you were like, oh, that's an interesting technique. How do I, you know, play with that? Right. And, but even more complicated, or I see somebody like our photographer of the week this week that just makes me want to like figure out how the hell they're doing their post-production. But, right. but, th but then there's, there's things like this, which is like, well, I don't paint like this, but it's, this it's completely out of my wheelhouse, right? But this, but this gives me a sensation, mm -hmm. you know, some sort of, I react to this in a way that, that I want to define, but it feels like trying to hug a cloud. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's, and, 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 you know, and this, this, the irony, and I, it, 
I feel a little guilty, but you know, you're, you're surrounded by the masters in quotes, right? Both of painting and photography. And I'm standing here, you know, oogling over this street artist, right? Because it connects with me on some different type of level. And maybe that's, maybe that's the point is it's not something that I've seen over and over and over and over again for years and years and years in books and in museums, wherever. Some of these feel like almost rendered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They were painted, you said? Yeah, it's all paint. It's all paint and masking. And there How do you was do another that kind of guy. Thing? Is it re- literally masking tape and paint and pull it away? Probably, yeah. yeah. Or or uh, frisket film. Or What's there's a liquid film? called. Uh, it's a it's an adhesive film that you can cut away uh, and and pull out spaces. Pull out. Oh, so you uh, can almost shapes. like you can almost do like a, a, a almost like, like a, a linoleum thing. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, almost like a ruby lith where you can yep. peel away part of it. There's also um, a liquid version of it called miskit that you okay. can use. Um, but it, it just you know, there was another guy that they had in there who built this giant, uh, okay, if, if you're on, okay, Sebastian Prechaud, I'm okay. going to butcher that name, but if you look in, in under artists on this gallery, David Block Gallery, yep. he built this giant spirograph, and this is how he creates these pieces. <laughs> They're all acrylic. And they're these just intricate lines that, again, look rendered. They look like they are, they are computer generated. But if you look up close, you can see the slight waver in the lines. You can right, see, right. you know, it, and it just applying a technique and craft that I'm unfamiliar with in a way that I, I don't know, man. I don't know how to describe it. Well, you it. know, it's interesting. Like the Spirograph guy, mm-hmm. you could almost go. Oh yeah. Why didn't I think to make a giant spirograph? Exactly. Like, they, like they, it's not, I mean, this stuff is beautiful. I'm not taking anything away from it, but it's like, once you go, Oh, right. It's just a giant spirograph. You go, yeah, I could do that if I set it up and practice for, you know what I mean? The amount of right. time this guy's right. been doing it right. There's nothing like, but you, inherently I mean, you could make ridiculous. that, but you could make that connection. Said, go ahead. He's, he's the guy who said, let's, I'm going to make a big one of these things. Let's see what yeah. happens. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Go In ahead, the sorry. same way that Ian Rutter, you know, uh, uh said, you know what? I, I'm not going to make, you know, two by three inch tin types. I'm going to make four foot by six foot tin types. I'm going to convert a van. Right. And now people are going to go, shit, why didn't I think of converting a van into a camera? Right. Well, right, right. right. I don't know, but he did it. And, you sure. know, it, but art is, is filled with that, right? Yeah. yeah. Art I mean, is filled with the guy who did it or girl who did it first. And then everybody else went, shit, why didn't I think of that? Right, 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 right. In fact, you know, um, so last, I guess it was last week, I think right after we recorded before you left, I went to, uh, oh, it was actually, I think, because I went to MoMA to shoot my friend who's a curator there. Mm-hmm. And um, she was pulling out all this stuff, these Cameron photographs, these Ache photographs, like original mm-hmm. prints that mm-hmm. I could have my face two inches from without glass between, like just laying yeah. on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an incredible experience. And thank you so much to everyone there. Um and, and, but I said to her, you know, she's pulling stuff out. And I said, you know what? Ultimately, it's funny photography in particular because, yeah, I mean, yes, digital manipulation, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes down to it, we, we have a sensor or a piece of film and we have lit stuff in front of us that you can't change. Photography is not going to change in some giant way, like an entire new school of, of painting where we turn to impressionism or whatever it is. It's like, well, we don't have, we don't have that kind of freedom to to jump into a whole other world without it becoming something more photo illustrative. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, So it's kind of like your bounds are tighter. 
And so finding those nuggets, like you were saying about like the big giant tintype in a truck, it's like trying to find those corners that no one's walked in before. Right. Right. Is almost harder. Yeah. 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 Anyway, sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, I think you're right on and and it's, it's, you know, I think that's with so many people exploring what it means to be creative and, and, and producing work it's increasingly harder to find every road is the road more traveled. Right. Yeah. You know, and and then you're trying to find something no one else has done. And then, but then you can quickly fall into this thing of like, Oh, I'm basically just trying to find a gimmick to get no, you know yeah, what I mean? That's part of that. Sure. Or at there's least that's what that. it feels like sometimes to me. It's just like, Oh, I'm, am I looking for something no one else has done just because no one else has done it? Right. Because it's something I particularly want to do. You know? Well, I, I think, I think subtlety, subtlety in in the creative space right now is 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 hard to sell yep you know it's you know you you on the one hand you know you've got these new images that you released yeah and yeah okay you're proud of them and maybe they're good and maybe they're not and maybe they're interesting and maybe they're but none of that matters because you're just trying to get them out into the world yeah and have somebody go, oh, okay, sure. that 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 clicks to me. That 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 resonates to me. Right. Yeah. Trying to find. Well, like you said, there's an audience who's going to like anything. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. And and no matter what you do, somebody's going to go, well, that's shit, or sure. that looks like such and such. Oh sure. yeah, I see what you're doing there. It's the same as so and so. Yep. But then some other person's going to see it. I'm I'm sure like I'm not the first person to 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 look at Swizz and go, wow, this is really amazing. But then other people are going to look at it and go, oh, I see what he's doing there. Sure. Yeah. 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 So what? Just like this artist from 30 years ago who was doing stuff. Exactly. Exactly. People you and I are not aware of or whatever, right? Right. Right. And for those of you who are listening who are are primarily photographers, you know, and we've referenced this book again, go back and look at this book called Faking It, uh, Photography Before Photoshop. And you can see all of these people doing the same things that 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 you and me and bill and and countless other people are trying to do with photoshop without it and in in many cases they're pretty goddamn good right yeah you know it, without it, they, photoshop with yeah i mean doing things you know we we saw some man ray photographs we saw you know yeah. you know erwood of course we saw ache of course brassai of course and you know did it While feel I, like you were in those photographs? Like when when you're walking around, even if you're at a place where you know some picture was taken, you're like, oh, yep, that's the angle. Does it feel some like- Some of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the, the storefronts may have changed or, or you know, the cars are more modern. Sure. But there there is, there is a sense of, um, I get it. I get why you were inspired by this place. I get why you had to record what you saw here. Sure. And I can only imagine what this must have been like in the 20s, in the 30s, in the 40s. Um, Carl was saying that that his, oh my gosh, is it his mother-in-law? I think it's his mother-in-law has an album of photographs uh that she took i think she took in paris in the 30s 
when cool. she when she would go, you know, before the war. And and you know, you see these things. I I I caught a glimpse of it one time, and there was one photograph. I posted it to my Instagram. Uh, it's this this I don't know what year the car is. It's an old Bentley in front of the Paris. Uh, Oh God! What what Aero Club? I think it's called. Okay. And if if you go like go go take a look at my Instagram Instagram.com slash Jeffrey Sidoris, um, and it's this old car in front of an old sort of decoy kind of storefront or, or, or building front. Oh, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that feels like Paris to me more than any photograph that I took. Mm-hmm even with the little barricades in the, in the middle left. But you know, I, I can see why people were inspired by this place sure, or how they were inspired by it. But it's interesting that a lot of the places that you're talking about are not actually that old, you know, no. Paris rebuilt itself in the late 19th century. I mean, this is yeah. like yeah. the whole thing of Vache and they're tearing down all the medieval stuff and rebuilding these giant wide boulevards and all the rest of it. So in the same way that say downtown DC is very much built in such a way to make you feel a certain way. So, you know, that was all based upon other places, you know what I mean? Like yeah. places in Europe and Paris is definitely one of those places that did the same kind of thing where it's like, no, we're going to rebuild this place to have grandeur and to have style. And we're going to build it at a time when this is the aesthetic. And that's still the aesthetic that Paris has, you know, which is only right, right, right. 120 years old or something, you know, although we, um, we went to a, we went to a bakery that on on the napkin was was you know since 1356 or some crazy <laughs> yeah and I, I i went i is this a tight is this right yeah 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 i mean i can't even fathom that really <clears throat> yeah you know wonder what kind of building it was in back then yeah i don't know barn yeah. i don't know yeah exactly um but, uh, anyway so it was a wonderful trip it was wonderfully inspiring um I am I am wrestling with living up to the inspiration. Yeah, no, I I get that part. That's that's the difficult part. Mm-hmm. Um, it's trying to uh, what what shakes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you know what? It's also what sticks. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sure, like sure, sure. you just had a whole lot of stuff get thrown against the wall, and you know things are like slowly going to go fall to right. the floor, and it's like, well, what's right. left after two three weeks? You know. Right, right. Um, and, th- you know, this is the first, this is only the second time I've ever been out of the country. So, and, right. and it's the first, my last vacation uh, was 2000 when I went to Florence. That was the last time I ever really took a big trip. And, and you know, had it not it been- 20 years. Yeah. Had it not been for my stepmother and, and such a, a lovely, you know, sort of gift, it, it, it probably wouldn't have happened this year. Yeah. Your mind gets open when you go to different places. It truly does. Um, so now we're back and now what, what, what comes out, what comes out? Yeah. That's, and it's exciting, you know, (laughs) as long as you can live up to whatever, as long as I can live up to it. Don't be too hard on yourself. That's, that's, that's your fatal flaw. I think that, yeah, that has to be, that has to be something moving forward anyway, that I, I really have to, to, yeah, let go. I think there's an interesting thing about. You, you know, you try to be, and you meaning you and me, one tries to be, um, you, you want to be as good as your heroes and the people you respect. Sure. Um, 
you, you, you think you want to be not just the work that they make, but what they represent in your head, which mm-hmm. may or may not be the reality of who that person is. You know? And it may, it may have nothing to do with the actual work. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, you're, it's, it's, it's this constant thing of you're so beaten up and barraged by everyone else's stuff all the time. And this is, you know, the whole social media argument that, you know, you're only seeing the good stuff. You're only seeing the, you know, if you go see this guy's paintings, maybe it took him four years to make these six paintings you saw, you know? Right. Right. You know, maybe that six years of his life, he thought that it was a failure or, you know what I mean? Like, maybe he's like, this is the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, but I'm super depressed. And so I'm, you know, suicidal or something. You have no idea, you know, right? What what's going on in other people's heads. And I, I found lately that a lot of people that I thought sort of had their stuff together because they have their world together in very specific ways for their work or for their mm-hmm. Or the, or the perception is. is that their world is together. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, in reality, their social lives are a mess or, you know, their, their relationships or, 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 or just their, you know, mental issues or whatever the thing is, they're terrible yeah, with their finances sure. or whatever the thing is. Right. Um, so, so I think that you, everyone has to accept that you are who you are and there's probably people out there who think that you are some sort of uber version of uber uber mensch version of yourself mm-hmm. and want to be you, you know, um, <laughs> let, let me just set your minds at ease. <laughs> you, you, you don't, don't want to be Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> Stay out of my head. <laughs> um, yeah. Thus, thus endeth the Paris conversation. Yeah, you- I think for now. I think you know. Again, we just got it'll here last night. Up. It's 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 gonna. I'm sure it'll bubble up in certain ways. But I, I, uh, overall, it, it was a it was a wonderful, wonderful experience, and we had such a terrific time together. And uh, you know, it, it 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 was good. It was good. Um, yeah, we're already talking about. You know, would love to love to go back. You should go to some other places. There's lots of other cool places too. London's well, fun. Amsterdam is fun. London, yeah. Rome. Uh, that would be fun. Madrid. Um, Italy would be fun to go. Yeah. I mean, Adrian's never been there. Um, uh, Venice a, is, you know, you've been to, what you went to Florence, you said? I went to Florence, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Venice and Rome are also, you know, amazing places. And mm-hmm, I mean, that's mm-hmm. just Europe, you know. Go over to Tokyo, go to Hong Kong, go to Bangkok, go to Sydney, Australia. Lots of places to go. I always feel weird about, you know, I've been back. I've been in, I guess I've been to Paris twice. I've been to Rome twice. I've been to Florence three times, I guess. You know, I've been to London a dozen times. It, it, it the, 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 I feel I, I both want to go back to places I've been because I have further thoughts since having been there last. And there's things that I want to see or experience or, you know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. you, you know, like in the same way that you're just like, oh, I really liked Paris. I want to go back to Paris. And I have, I have a I have a sort of a dichotomy thing going on in my head where it's like, oh, well, yeah, that was amazing. But like before I had been there, I didn't know that this other place was amazing because I haven't been there right, yet. Right. You know? So it's like, should I go back to places that I found really inspiring and amazing, or should I try somewhere new because that might also be another place that's inspiring and amazing? And because anytime you go back to some place, you're never going to have quite the same thing you do when you go there the first time. You know, it's like there's well, a magic I, to the first time. I think maybe there's you've got a point to that, and I, I 
you know, part of me thinks that that's a good thing because the first time you go someplace, at least many people, yeah, y- y- there are the there are the touristy things or the the somewhat touristy things that you want to hit, and I almost feel like I had to go to Paris to get that out of my system to now go back and dive a little deeper. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Or stay. Maybe you stay a little longer because it's, you know, it's, there are a lot of things we didn't do that we we didn't get outside the city. We didn't get to Versailles. We didn't get to Normandy. We did because time just goes. It just, it feels, it feels like, oh my gosh, we've got, you know, eight days. We're going to see all kinds of things. And you do, but it goes a lot faster than you think it would. Yes. Yeah. It does. So. Um, well, Jeffrey, you should take your uh, images you brought back and make a nice uh, gallery on Squarespace. Uh, I, I'm thinking about doing a, a, a little print run of, oh, of that a, could few, be fun. a few images. Um, and yeah, maybe, that, maybe that's the way to get the word out. Yeah. Um, I was going to call it an American in Paris. What do you think? I think that might be taken. Damn it. <laughs> Destiny is calling, Jeffrey. Says you need a new website. You should make it with Squarespace. Yeah. Our lovely friends at Squarespace are sponsoring this episode of On Taking Pictures. Uh, with Squarespace, you can make a beautiful website that'll turn your cool ideas into money in your pocket by selling stuff. If you want to sell stuff, they got great, uh great online store. You can showcase your work. You can create multiple blogs within a single site. You can publish your content. You can sell products and services of all kinds. Like I said, both digital products and you can actually sell, like if you have a PDF ebook, you can actually set it up so you can upload the book to them. And, and, and when people buy it, it'll automatically give them a link to download it, that kind of stuff, which is pretty crazy. Um, you could promote your physical or online business. So if you, if you have a gallery and you want to show the stuff, that's great. But if you just want to have an online gallery, you could just do that. You know, you don't even have to. Uh, I do. I do like when you see a Squarespace site for a restaurant or whatever, and they have their menu in there, and there's the little Google Map block that tells you exactly where it is. And right. You can zoom right. around in there and stuff like that. Um, do that if you have a restaurant. Do that. It's yeah, show so much exactly nicer where it is. to be able to. Yeah. I, oh, okay. That's okay. Great. Now I know where I'm going. Some of us are visual. Just giving us a general address that we then have to copy and paste into another thing to see where it actually is, is, is not useful. You know, right. back, I was thinking about that back in the day, like walking around a city, it's like, oh, it's at such and such, such and such boulevard or whatever. And you're like, where the heck is that? You know, you're like getting out a map, just looking around it, trying to find like the glossary of the map right. to, you know. Um, well, and, and the interesting, I mean, you probably remember this. There aren't street signs in Paris per se. They're on the buildings. They're on the walls of the buildings yeah. sometimes, yeah. you yep. know, most of the time, but sometimes, sometimes you, it's hard you, to find. On yeah. There. You're like, where the hell am I? Yeah. <laughs> That's why GPS is good. That's true. Uh, and you can use it to uh, Squarespace to announce an upcoming event or special project. Uh, they've got beautiful templates created by world-class designers, a uh, beautiful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online. Uh, you can customize the look and feel settings, products, and more with just a few clicks of your mouse or trackpad, or in my case, trackball. Um, everything is op- optimized for mobile right out of the box. So it's going to look great on your phone or your iPad. Um, a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions. You could buy your domain straight from Squarespace. So you host your site there, you host your domain there. You don't have to go to 26 different places to get that hooked up. Uh, analytics that'll help you grow in real time. They got a built-in search engine optimization uh, system. So you know that people will be able to find you on the Googles and the Bings and the, are there any other search engines anyone uses? 
Duck, duck, sure, Lycos. Yeah. On Lycos. If people are Alta looking Vista. for you on Lycos. Sure, Alta Vista. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good uh, one. Infoseek. Um, <laughs> Infoseek was my uh, 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 search engine of choice before Google came along. Yeah. Uh, analytics that help you grow in real time so you can see who's coming and where they're coming from, which is really useful. Um, uh, free and secure hosting is part of your plan. So like you don't have to upgrade or patch or, or deal with anything ever. They're dealing with that behind the scenes um, to make sure you're safe and your site is secure. And they've got 24 seven award-winning customer support. Uh, these people are great. In fact, I had to deal with one of them the other day and they were fantastic. Um, so we're encouraging uh, you guys to go make your website with Squarespace. Uh, it's, they're great. Destiny is calling Jeffrey. That's right. And, and they've got, I just got the notice the other day. They've got eight, uh, brand new templates. Oh, I got to go check them out. Yep. Uh, so go, uh, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code OTP and you'll get 10% off of your first purchase uh, of a domain or a website. So thank you very much to Squarespace for supporting the show. Yep. Um, thanks guys and girls. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Peeps. Peeps. Um, so, you know, okay. Your next thing on the, on the list here is actually something really interesting to me because um, I was asked a couple weeks ago and had our first meeting today to be on, I don't know what it is, an advisory board, I guess, for, for City Tech, which is a, a CUNY college that's like an art school, like Photoshop, Illustrator, advertising mm-hmm, school mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. in New York. Um, and I've been asked to be on their advisory board as like a person who does this professionally to come in to make sure that they're teaching the right stuff that people actually use. And, you know, any ideas you have for this? I know they're asking me. Wait a minute. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, I went and, and, and we had this, we had this meeting last night. You want to, you got something else you want to throw in the pot? Go ahead. Oh, no, I got nothing. I take it very seriously, Jeffrey. I'm, no, I'm I know not- you do. I know you do. I know. That's cute. Um, the, uh, but you know, one of the first classes they teach, you know, they teach illustrator and, and Photoshop cause you know, they, that's what they, that's what the, the industry is expecting when they get out or whatever it is. Right. You know what I mean? And, uh, w- w- went out for a drink and some food afterwards with, with a couple of the people. And, uh, one of the guys who I met, like, you know, pulls out his phone and shows me some, one of these apps that basically lets you cut people out. It basically does masking stuff, you know, yeah. to, to, okay. to like cut the person out. And then, oh, you can stick them on a background of the Millennium Falcon or whatever it is. And like, you know. And, okay, and, why would you be outside of the Millennium Falcon? Like inside the Millennium Falcon. Ah, or okay. whatever, you know, yeah. um, the idea being that, that, that you know, for, for quick and dirty stuff, if you are working for some, you remember that thing that happened where the power went out and, and somewhere there was a blackout and Oreo made the little blackout ad that they used on, put on Twitter or Instagram or whatever that, you know, do you remember this? Like during the Super Bowl or something? I don't remember it. Anyway, a couple of years ago, basically something happened and the Oreo campaign, the people came up with like a cute little quip about the fact that the power went out and they put the ad up in like 10 minutes of like, Hey, while the power's out, why don't you get out your Oreos and eat with your friend or whatever? Whatever the thing was, right? It was looking at it right now. 2013. What was the deal? uh, Oreo managed to turn the Super Bowl blackout into an opportunity to market their famous cookies by tweeting and saying, you can still dunk in the dark. There you go. See, it was it was cute in that. Oh, there's the Wired article. Okay, so I'll put I'll put a link in show notes. Anyway, the reason I bring this up is that the argument an argument could be made 
that, you know what? Yeah, you need to teach them this because we need these tools for the for the big bad world. But maybe you also need to understand that every once in a while, something needs to be done in 30 seconds and we can do that on our phone faster or whatever, right? You know, that maybe Photoshop isn't the tool all the time. Maybe it sometimes is some random app that lets you do this kind of thing and get it up there in 30 seconds because mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be high res. The mask doesn't need to be perfect, whatever the, whatever the thing is. Um, so you have a thing in here about, uh, about affinity photo and affinity designer, which we've talked about before. And, and yeah, and- but I, I don't, mm, I'm not getting the connection. Are you saying that these are random apps <clears throat> just for doing things quick and dirty? No, I, I think no, no, no. What, what I'm, what I'm saying is that that different apps for different uses and, and that different apps that, that the homogeny of the Adobe software is not as, as, as hard ah, okay. as, it, as it was in the past, you know? Okay. Okay. And that even in this situation, you know, they were talking about, Oh, well maybe there's other ways to do this stuff. And, and how do you teach that kind of thing? And how do you choose to teach it and whatever? Um, but, but, but you got, so you got the, your hands on these workbooks that they put out. Did they put them out themselves or did somebody else put these out? No, there's, these are put out by Serif, uh, the okay. parent company. And the, the folks at Serif were kind enough to send me copies of the workbook for designer and photo. Now, I, I, have, I, am, a, I am a customer. I, I used uh, both apps uh, pretty much exclusively uh, for the book, certainly designer for all the drawings. Um, and I have been really happy with it. I've been happy with the speed. I've been happy with the stability of it. And... Now I'm even happier because I'm finding there are a ton of things in these books that I didn't know how to do. Um, okay. I wish I would have had these, you know, 24 months ago uh, before I started this thing. Be, were um, they things that you would have known how to do in Illustrator and Photoshop? No, no, okay. no. Okay. I mean, a couple, maybe, maybe. But one, th- these these books are, they, they start with the, you know, the sort of outline of, of the interface and what the tools do, et cetera, et cetera. But then they're project-based. So you can, you can, you know, flip through at, at, at your leisure uh, and look at the types of things that you want to create. And there's a step-by-step breakdown of how these things were created showing, you know, interface panels, um, settings, you know, how there's a lot to these books. I mean, they're 400 plus pages. They come with uh, removable keyboard shortcuts, um, I'm working on a, a, I got them the day we left. So I've, I've had a very short time with them, but I'm working on a, a full review. But if, if you are considering Sorry, did you say 400 pages, yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. They're big. They're, they're, they're <laughs> I mean, these are, these are big books. They're, yeah. they're hardcover, hardcover. Um, but there's uh, actually Jeffrey knocking on his own head. That was right. That's right. <laughs> uh, no, that would be more hollow. Um, but you know, if if you are an illustrator, uh, Affinity Designer is amazing. If you're a UI or you you know designer or or uh, you know designing presentations, there are fantastic tools. There's a whole set of raster tools. Or you can you can apply blurs and glows and all sorts of effects. And and I'm pretty impressed. Yep. Um, so again, full full review forthcoming. But if you are debating. Uh, you know, getting one or both of these apps, you could do worse than picking up these companion books because there's a ton. I'm flipping through them right now. What do they there's charge for them? Uh, I think they're <laughs> forty bucks each. They they were on sale. Uh, uh, 
infinity photo. Let's see. Um, 50% flash sale on... Oh, wow. I was about okay. to mention that. 50% yeah, so flash a, sale on the uh, iPad version of Affinity Photo. Yeah, which which was just voted uh, Apple's iPad app of the year. Yeah, so you can get it for um, 10 bucks. Yeah. Uh, the workbooks are 50. Okay. So they're 50 bucks a piece. They just had a sale on them. It's fine. Um, they cost as much as the software. <laughs> yeah, you're right, right. You know what? I, I will I will reach out and see if maybe we can get, get some sort of or offer code. Yeah. Um, let me write myself a note that uh and and see if we can get something to pass on to you guys but i i can't say enough about them um th are they different yeah they're they're they do things a little bit differently but you know you can remap shortcut keys so if you're used to you know shortcut keys from from photoshop and you want to give it a try you can remap things um there are uh, some features that that are fairly specialized you know hdr focus stacking um, you know, uh, refine sort of masking tools. Um, and again, the, the, the workbooks themselves are broken down by project, both of them. So if retouching is what you want to really focus on, then flip to the retouching lessons and, and learn those. And it'll take you step by step through, through skin smoothing and frequency masking yeah. and, yep. you know, all the things that the pros are using, um, the, the new versions of the apps, from what I understand, have even better, uh, Photoshop compatibility. Now, as a, as a test, I have, I have gone back and forth and created, uh, opened a photo in affinity, applied some adjustment layers, saved that out as a PSD, opened that PSD in Photoshop and the, the adjustment layers were absolutely intact and still adjustable. Interesting. Yeah, and I gotta ways, try that. Both ways. So, um, check them out. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, that's one of the things that that I, you know, very, I'm somewhat tied to, not tied to the workflow, but I, I use a certain workflow and I do pass the files around to people sometimes. So mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. it needs to go both directions. So that would be, it's interesting if that actually works. Yeah. Um, 50 bucks, man. It's good, good price. But uh, pro tip. Yeah. Name your layers. Yeah. Name Which your is, layers. Just there is general? nothing worth. Yes. There is nothing, nothing worse than you know, oh, I'm trying to find this element and it's layer seven, copy 22. <laughs> Name your layers. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, um, so in the past couple, few weeks, I've had a dinner with one re professional retoucher friend of mine, a lunch with another professional retoucher friend of mine. I was on the train last night with another profession professional retoucher friend of mine and, uh, and sort of bringing up ways of doing things that each of the other had mentioned. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, like, oh, mm -hmm. well, how about an overlay layer with gray and dodging and burning? Well, no, I don't do that. I use a soft light layer with black and white. You know, like, why? Well, I, you know, if you need to do it that much, you should be doing it this way and whatever. You know, it's just this really interesting. It ends up becoming a very much a tabs and spaces thing. Sure. Between retouchers of how they actually work on skin and that kind of stuff. Um, it's fascinating when you get to those levels of these people who are just doing this all the time, you know? Right. Um. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a whole other world. Um, all right. So uh, you think we have time for the, for this, uh, the Nick Bedford tweet or you want to use that? Yeah, I think or? we do. Okay. I think we do. So, um, it was an email, correct? Uh, no, it was a no, tweet. No, it was a tweet. All right. Let me go find it. Um, so listener Nick Bedford sent us a, uh, a, uh, humans of New York, um, 
post. And it was this gentleman in, I think that looks like Washington Square Park. And uh, this is this is the quote underneath the uh, picture of the caption. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't enjoy observing people as much as I used to. Everyone acts like they're on stage. People used to come to the village sheepishly. Nobody was sure if they belonged. We didn't know if we were artists. These days, everyone walks around like they're contributing something. There's no angst anymore. There's too much certainty. And that's a shame because all the best art comes from people who feel like they don't belong. Art is a way of proving your existence. When I was a young man, a person that I respected told me that I was an artist. It was one of the worst things that could have happened to me. I stopped walking into museums or galleries with a sense of awe. I walked in with a feeling like I'm an artist, quote unquote. Uh, My arms would be crossed. If I liked a piece, it was good. If I didn't like a piece, it was bad. I didn't feel vulnerable anymore. I lost my humanity, and that's when growth stops. Humility. Oh, humility. I'm sorry. Uh, And that's that's when growth stops. Yeah. (laughs) I think there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's a brand. Yeah. The question is, Jeffrey, is, is, is if that's the way it is now, is there any point in fighting it? Yes. Okay. Sure. Sure there is. You know, there, there was an interesting article in The Guardian um, about... Uh, well, first of all, do you agree with this? <clears throat> uh, I agree with a lot of it. Okay. Um, Daisy Ridley from Star Wars. Sure. I've recently uh, left social media um, for good. And there are, there are a number of, of actors who have. And, and one of the... the, the the ideas that the the article was kind of promoting was that there should be a mystery. Actors should be, should be observed. Um, There, there should be a mystery to their personal lives so that they can slip in and out of roles. Right. Um, And I think that, that by and large social media takes away the mystery of us. Because yeah. we do post these sort of mundane things, like, and I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of it. Sure. You know, ev- ev- virtually everybody that's on social media is guilty of it. It's on some level. Um, does anybody really give two shits what kind of sandwich you had? Well, right. No, but in the moment, it's really important. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I see think, Jeffrey's picture of his hamburger. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. that was, imp- that, I needed to tell you at that moment that that was the best hamburger that I've, best, you know, burger I'd ever had in my life. Sure. Is it, is it core to who I am as a person? No. But for some reason, we feel like we, <laughs> it, it doesn't, uh, uh, oh, oh God. Uh, what was the, do you remember the, the, the Madonna documentary? Not the sex one, a different one. Uh, no, the the oh, it was. She was backstage with with Warren Beatty, and <laughs> yes, I and do that. you know it, it, there was no camera around, and Warren Beatty said something Truth to or the dare. effect. Truth or dare? Yeah. Uh, if Warren Beatty said, you know, if if there's something to the effect of if there's no camera around, she doesn't want to do it. Like if if it if it's if it's not some sort of public spectacle, it's not worth doing. That right. was the sentiment, right? I don't so remember Mad- the exact. It's Madonna's quote. fault. No, it's not Madonna's fault. I'm sure she's. I, a I was waiting person. to blame it on somebody for years now. Right. I'm sure she's a lovely person. Sure. Uh, on camera. On camera. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I I think that that there's some truth to this. I don't think art needs to come from angst. I think 
some of it does. You know, some of our favorite music has come from people who have not been real happy. Some of our favorite art has come from people who have been right. struggling. Yeah, you're, um, you're, you're full of angst. Do you feel I'm, like you're making and, your best And work? yet I produce <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, I, it's, there are some things in here, there are some takeaways that I, I really have to chew on. Art is a way of proving your existence. I mean, I think you and I would both generally come down on, on agreeing with that. That, sure. that you put things out into the world to say, I was here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what, whether it's art or not, I mean, it's, it's photos or it's my book or it's, you know, someone, you know, writing a screenplay or, or whatever it is. It serves as a marker of, of sorts. Right. Um, I find it interesting that, that, you know, I walked in feeling like an artist. My arms would be crossed. If I liked a piece, it was good. If I didn't like it, it was bad. How many of us, raise your hands out there, are guilty of that very same sentiment? If I walk into a museum just because I don't understand it, I've got, well, I guess I've got my, I'm sitting here with my hand up. Um, I know. I was it, just saying, wait, see 40 minutes ago when you were right, saying about right. the twig with the paper or whatever. Yeah. I don't understand it. So I'm going to make a decision that to me, that's bad. Right. Right. But if I go upstairs and, and look at, you know, whatever piece I happen to be looking at and I like it, it clicks with me or there's a backstory that I can relate to, then it's good. That, yeah. Like we have, there's all, everything is a value judgment. Everything is, we have to, we have to put our mark on it somehow, even if it's not ours, we have to put our mark on it. Um, I don't know, man, this is, there's a lot here to chew on. It's a simple paragraph, but there's some big well, stuff. I think it's here. a very complex paragraph, but yeah. you know, but, but it also, you know, it's, it's this old thing that I've been trying to remind myself when any, whenever anybody says anything whether it's about your work or about their work or about the world or whatever it is, you always got to take it through the lens of who that person is in their own experiences. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, maybe for this guy, he felt like he was, uh, uh, that, that he lost something when he started thinking about himself a different way. I'm sure we could find a lot of other people who said, Oh my God, when my mentor said that I was good enough to call myself an artist, that's when I really blossomed and figured out, the kind of work I wanted to do or whatever. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. For so, some, that badge may be the encouragement that, that, that may be what's needed to move forward. Exactly. Right. So, so while I agree with him in the sense that I can imagine being him and having these thoughts and, and I understand this experience he had, I don't know that this experience is universal. I, I more get with the beginning of the paragraph where he says, everyone acts like they're on stage. That mm-hmm. part of it, I think is true. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that, or, you know, you, you get in an elevator now and everyone, you know, is on their phone. You know, you sit at a restaurant, everyone's on their phones. You know, um, I've been trying to be much better at it where it's like, I don't, if I take my phone out of a pocket while at a dinner with somebody, it will be like, excuse me, I'm sorry. I have to just look at this one thing. You know, I have to write my wife or whatever it is, you know, but it's, but it's never like, oh, I'm just going to like, look this thing up while you and I are sitting here talking, you know? Save that for later. I'll send it to you later. Um, I've been trying to be better about that kind of thing. And I, so I think that there's at least some of that in here too, where it's like, you know, these kids nowadays with their, you know, putting, making movies with their phones, you know, <laughs> or whatever right. else. Um, 
Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, you know. Speaking of which, I, I will tell you. I think I've solved the, the, the. <laughs> you know, is video important to me? Question that I've been the wrestling. No. It's not. Yeah, I didn't shoot. Well, I shot one video. Well, let me ask you this: Which did you use your Fuji a lot, or did you just use the other one? Uh, I used them both. Okay. Yeah, used them both. In some cases, I would shoot the same thing with both cameras, just in case. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, at least, you, hey, you had gray days, which probably made for nice soft light. Mm, yeah, you know, soft light. He's like, yeah, so, yeah this, soft. So, this yeah, is, this is, there's a lot to chew on here. Um, maybe Can you maybe post a, a, can we post a link to it? Yeah, that's the question I was going to have because he sent it to us as, you know, we could do, we could post a link to his tweet. To the I Humans of New York tweet. Yeah, sure. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, I can, I can find that one. Um, let me see if I can, can find, go ahead. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, there's, a, there's just a lot to chew on. And I think that, that this questions, uh, this asks questions on a bunch of different levels. You know, the, the right. we didn't know if we were artists. That's a, that's one that we've wrestled with for 700 hours. Sure. You know, um, but I do think people coming and going from social media and part of it gets back to, uh, you know, to our, our discussion last week or two weeks ago about Christian leaving social media. Yeah, I think it was and, last week. And, and deciding this is not for me. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, that's, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm interested to see how that actually shakes out in the end. Um, yeah, it's good. Um, all right. So do you want to, you want to throw out some quick picks for, for things that, uh, people sure. might, how, might now, do you, you want to do gifts? this? Do you want to do this as things that we are interested in or things that would be applicable to, to just in general? Um, uh, my things, some of them are somewhat photo, all of them are things that I have been interested in lately or have gotten lately, or I'm thinking about getting that might also be interesting to our listeners. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, so maybe things that they can put on their own lists for other people <laughs> to get them or, you know what I mean? Whatever. Yes. Yeah. Okay. If, do you want to go a different direction? We could do that. No, no, no. This is good. This is good. Uh, can I start with one? Um, no, you can start with three. Okay, I'm going to start with one. Uh, if you are looking for a backpack that can double duty as a camera bag. Um, oh, it worked out, huh? I recommend, yeah. I recommend the North Face Surge backpack. Um, I have one of those little foam, uh, the little foam camera inserts with the with the velcro dividers and uh the 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 outside dimensions of that object device whatever fit perfectly the inside dimensions of the surge pack so it it looked like just a regular backpack but my camera gear was you know safe and protected inside tons of pockets i know you just said it can you say one more time what the insert thing that you're using is uh i just missed it the camera part. The yeah, camera I don't bag. remember who makes it. I think I may have even gotten it on eBay. Hold on. Um, oh, okay. So it was something. It's not some fancy thing necessarily. Camera insert. 
yeah, it's just one of these little uh, uh, little zip up little shells. things. No, it's not even zip up. It's just it's just a little, basically a five sided box with dividers in it. Okay, you yeah, can, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, you could put a zipper one in there, but it worked out beautifully. Yeah, here's here's one that's that's seventeen bucks. This yep. is the same kind the of gra- thing. like the graphy camera inserts. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. At? Same same kind of okay. thing. Yep, yep, yep. Um, okay. and uh, some of the it's got. Uh, uh, one pouch is a dry pouch. Uh, a couple pouches of, have like a polar fleece lining. So if you put sunglasses or your phone in there, it's not going to scratch. Um, it was comfortable. Uh, no problem as a carry-on. No problem going into museums. It, it fit in every little, you know, box where they said, you know, must, must fit in here. Um, is the North Face what? The North Face Surge, S-U-R-G-E. I got it at REI. Uh, and uh, the, yeah, they sell it on uh, on the thing. Oh, there's a there's a number of ones. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they all come right. in a bunch of different colors. I got the the all black. Oh, that's a cute size. It's like just big enough. It's a terrific size. I, I think it works out to about the equivalent of about a thirty liter pack. But it's got a, a rear pack that you can put a laptop or an iPad in, and then a main pouch, and then the moving back to front. In front of that is a is a smaller pouch with with. Uh, uh, little zippered pockets and and fleece lined uh, sleeves, so you can put you know a journal or pens, pencils, etc. It's got a top handle and a front handle, so you can carry it like a duffel if you if you want to. Um, can't say enough about it. Plus, if you're gonna climb up the north face of K2, this is the one you want. That's the one you want. Yeah, every every day wore that thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, I've got I've got a, a slightly non photo related one, but one yep. that I've actually. I bought a pair of, you know, Anchor, you know, the brand that makes the, uh, the, like the, the yeah, little A-N-K-E-R. power adapters. Yeah. The... I, I carried one of their adapters. Yeah. They're terrific. Right. Right. So I've used their power adapters. I've used their little batteries and on cyber Monday a week ago, they had on sale their little sound bud, sound buds, slim plus. Oh, right. Which, the Bluetooth ones. How do they work out? Um, I think I'm really liking them. They sound great for 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 a twenty five dollar i think they're twenty nine dollars now not on sale for twenty nine dollars wireless headphones sound you got to make sure you get the sound buds slim plus is okay. the specific one that i have which is slightly upgraded from some of the other ones so it's the one that i'm sort of uh Sticking with oh, here we go, yeah. Soundbud Slim Plus. So they, they do. They are one bucks. of those ones that has a cable like around the back of your head or underneath your chin or whatever it is. So it's not like the it's not completely wireless from ear to ear. You know what I mean? Where it's just these little. I things actually prefer in. that. I'm always afraid that some somebody's gonna like run up behind me and just grab them and run. Right. Or so, or one's gonna fall out and I'm gonna lose it. Well, and th- this is the best part about this thing is that they're oh, they come with a little case and everything. They're twenty nine dollars. You know. Um, and uh, the, the, it shows up the Bluetooth battery power level shows up in the uh, title bar of your phone, like up in the up in the top oh, yeah. thing of your phone yeah, when yeah, they're yeah. connected. Um, they sound great. I have they give you like large, medium, and small, both the flanges, the little the tips, and the thing that like hooks up into you know the like the folds of your ear. You know what I mean? The right, thing right, that, like, right. Holds them in, and they're, they're they all silicone. In, yeah, I've been yeah. on uh, the the thing itself is they're metal. You know, the the headphones themselves are metal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had them in on the rower, and I rode last week with them twice, and I got my two best times ever. And I don't know if it's just because I have was having a good day, or if it was because that wire 
over my shoulder was annoying. You know what I mean? Made right. me pull in a certain way that was not whatever. Anyway, works great, sounds great, and for twenty nine dollars, I mean, come on, yeah, that's ridiculous. I would love to get one of these because I, I I still just use the regular Apple ear. Buds, yeah, the regular earbuds, yeah. Which means that I, if I'm on the treadmill or running, I'm holding my phone. Yeah, you you should totally get a pair of these and give them a shot. Uh, I'm I'm very impressed with them. And for the money, I you know a couple of years ago I bought like a hundred dollar pair of you know I don't know what the other one of those other big brands of the hundred dollar mm-hmm. headphones, Jambra or whatever, you know one of those. Oh yeah, companies. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and another company like six months before that, I've tried these kinds of things for years, and I was always like. God, the Bluetooth stuff sounds terrible. You know, it just sounds super compressed. The headphones aren't good, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Oh, and they're waterproof too, supposedly. Yeah, so. yeah. Look at that IP. Anyway, so worth giving they're, them a they're shot. They're saying so seven hours of playtime. Would you say that based on your use so far, that's um, that's going to be pretty accurate? I think that might be a little presumptuous. I, it, it, here's the problem is that I've never worn them that long without trying to recharge them. Mm-hmm. And I'm going by the little indicator on my phone, which pretty quickly goes down a little bit. But I've worn them for four hours without recharging and and they seem to be fine. So I've never really pushed it. You know, it could just mm-hmm. be that the battery indicator is not super accurate. Um, so I don't know yet. But I mean, it's certainly enough to go out for the day if you're not listening to it eight hours straight, you know. Right, um, right. So and it, it's it's weird having your phone not connected to your headphones, which I've had for so long. You know, not having a cable, you know, right. like my phone's in my pocket. Like, where's my phone? Oh, and one last thing. Other ones that I've used, if I put my phone down on the ground, say underneath the rower, they would like get crackly or disconnect as I moved back and forth. You know what I mean? Like the, the range was really bad. I've left my phone on my desk and gone to the bathroom 35 feet away and I'm still listening. Huh. It's crazy. The range. Wow. Um, so anyway, uh, there you go. The Anchor cool. SoundBuds Slim Plus Wireless Headphones. I'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah. Um, what else you got? Uh, I was in a bookstore. We went into a bookstore in Paris. Um, and it was in, okay. Okay. So along, okay. So you know where, oh, 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 okay. One more thing on Paris real quick. Okay. We attended mass at Notre Dame. Oh, really? Bill, I don't know that I've had. Catholicism? I don't know that I've had too many more uh, profoundly affecting experiences in my life. Hmm. Interesting. Humbling. Absolutely humbling. I mean, I, you know, I, look, I, I, I for, for many years as a kid, I attended mass in Latin um, because my mom's best friend was Catholic. And, and you're that old. A, that's right. That's it was before Vatican II. That's right. <laughs> Cardinal Richelieu. Hell of a guy. Um, strong hands. Uh, so. <laughs> TMI. Uh, no, we happened to be there uh, when mass was starting a, f- a few minutes later and we went in and I recorded some of it. I recorded audio from some of it and it was absolutely beautiful. It was, it was, uh, I, I, you know. It's a pretty great church. It's it's humbling. I mean, that's what it's it's supposed. Uh, these cathedrals, that's part of what their their whole sort of reason is, right? Is to humble mm-hmm. you before God. And uh, I mean, we were right up uh, near the front, and 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 it was just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful experience. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so as you as you go across the the Seine back towards 
Paris from the little island, right? Um, there's like the Latin Quarter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which was phenomenal. Uh, uh, incredible uh, crepes there, both sweet and savory. And there's this little bookstore. Desi Arnaz is on the corner. Babalu. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Latin he, looks, he looks actually pretty good. He looks pretty good for his age. Um, <laughs> anyway, fantastic little bookstore there. And inside, uh, there, were, there were a couple books that, that stuck out, but one of them was The Art of Mondo. Now, for those of you who don't know, Mondo uh, is a gallery and uh, uh, a website that really caters to um, film. Like uh, artists do different interpretations of classic and, and modern movie posters. Um, you've probably seen some of the work that's been featured on Mondo and, and you, don't even, you don't even know it. But this book, The Art of Mondo, it's this giant book of, God, I don't even know how many pages. It is 356 pages. 356 pages. Heavy, heavy thing. 50 bucks on Amazon. I'll put 50 it on bucks on Amazon. It was, it was, it was, I think it was 45 euro or something there, but right. uh, absolutely beautiful work inside. All sorts of different uh, movie posters. Uh, you can flip through the, the link on Amazon. Uh, terrific graphic design, terrific illustration. Uh, I, I have, I have put this, if it's not at the top of my list, it's, it's pretty close to it. Okay. Um, and then there was another one. It was the art of Sid Mead. Um, if, if you are a fan of, of Blade Runner and movies like that, Sid Mead was, was instrumental in providing the look and feel of, of the, 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 the visual design of vehicles and buildings and, um, you know, so the art of the the movie art of Sid Mead, Visual Futurist, is what it's called, and the art of Mondo. Uh, well, you're at a book. Uh, I'll go for a book. Um, All right. Uh, I I have enjoyed, and I've mentioned a couple times the past few weeks, is the new Annie Leibovitz book, uh, Portraits 2005 to 2016. Right. Which uh, is a big honking, you know, 320 page book. Um, currently on Amazon for twenty eight dollars and twenty really? cents. Must not be selling very well if they're right. discounted it from ninety to twenty eight dollars. Wow! Um, for, for but, less than a month after its release. Yep, yep. But for if you're a portrait person at all, or you collect photo books, or you like photo books, twenty eight dollars can't go wrong. You know, what I mean, there's excellent work in there. If you only look at it for the retouching that Pascal did on a lot of these pictures, um, it's worth it just for that, right? Um, I can't believe it's 28 bucks. Isn't that nuts? I, in fact, I went and I just went and looked as you were finishing up your thing. I went and looked, I said, I didn't pay $28. And I went and looked, I paid $55 for it and thought you, that was a good deal. Retroactively get, uh, I don't know. It was two weeks ago. I don't know how much, how, how, like when, when can I, uh, at what point can I complain two weeks later? Um, I wow. don't know. That's a great price. But that is super hyper cheap. Yeah. Uh, what's the what's the physical size of it? Uh, oh, it's a oh, big sucker. Eleven by fourteen. Yeah, Three hundred and twelve pages. Eleven by fourteen. Twenty eight dollars. That's a great price. Yeah. So if you at all are a fan of her work or the kinds of things that she does, um, yeah. I mean, think about if you bought a bunch of like you know, it's interesting. You see these pictures. You see them online. You even see them in a magazine. You know, obviously the printing and the size of it in a book like this is going to be bigger and better than those things. So you can actually look at these pictures in a way. And, and in some ways, you know, it's, it's, it's looking at pictures like this in a, in a book, this size also kind of, um, 
grounds the pictures in a certain way because you can you see them in, in, and you'll see like if, if it's a group shot of people, you'll go, oh yeah, those people in front are out of focus because you couldn't get that kind of depth of field, right? Like the kind of stuff that if you see it online at 600 pixels, you're like, how did she do that? And then you realize when it's bigger, you go, oh, she didn't do that. She has the same problems everyone else has. While <laughs> doing this. You know, <laughs> right, you see what right. I'm saying? Like, it, and I don't mean that as a rip on her. I just mean right. that the same limitations that everyone has, she has those limitations too. Like, you mm-hmm. know, uh, wow, that sky is really blown out. Oh, look, that sky is totally replaced. You know, it's like, oh, that's how she did that. She didn't actually get those clouds in the sky. She replaced them in post, you know, <laughs> like, right. Um, so it's, it's, it's nice sort of, it's both humbling and reassuring that, you know, and, and you can kind of see the things you can get away with and things you can't and, and toning and color and that kind of stuff. So anyway, uh, Interesting. 28 bucks. Yeah. Uh, you got one more? Well, I suppose. I mean, I, can we? Can I put my own book on there? Yeah, we could do that. Is it yeah. done? Do you have them? When do you uh, get them? I will. I will have them in probably two weeks. But they've been approved, and <clears throat> uh, uh, they they are they are in production even as we speak. <clears throat> uh, do we have a? Do we straight to the link? Uh, it's just photography by the letter.com. Yeah. Okay. Uh, does that jump they, over to your site? Yeah, it does. Okay. That's where they will be. Um, they should be the first batch should ship out on they're saying, I think the 18th. And you're going to, you're going to do your own, uh, fulfillment. Yes. And it's going to be a fun process. Do you have an idea of how you're going to do that? Yes, I have an idea. Okay. He's like, I don't think it's, it's going to work. It's not a well-formed <laughs> idea, but <laughs> but it is an idea. Uh, it's it's a it's it's Play-Doh at the moment, but I think it'll come together. Okay. Um, yeah. And you, you have you come on. You've got a you've got one of your own projects. You've got some prints, right? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm selling some prints of the new Dream stuff. Um, so you can uh, you can go over to. Uh, you can go over to my Squarespace site where I've set up a little thing. Uh, I'm selling uh, 11 by 14 and 16 by 20 inch prints of these things. All right. Now. I'm going to ask you two questions. Okay. I'm going to ask you two questions and I want to see if you can, if, if you're, if you're able to sort of distance yourself enough to answer them. <laughs> okay. All right. If sure. these, if these were not your photographs. <clears throat> yeah. Which would be your 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 both your most and least favorite? Mm. Oh God, I don't know. Um, Come on, you, you're putting you you put a request out to be interviewed. You got to expect to be asked these things. Sure, I I I like. I have I have a couple favorites. I like the burlesque shot, and I like the moon shot. Mm-hmm. Um. Least favorite. Well, there are others that I culled because I, I made like 15 of these. Right. Um, um, I, I least interesting to me. I like, I like the clown one, but I don't think it's like the best picture I've ever taken, but I think it's a fun picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's tough. I mean, like, look, there's always, you know, ones you're going to like more than others. That's just a reality of it. Sure. Um, um, I, I like, I like Kelsey in the bathtub. I like the mermaid one too. Um, that one makes me happy. Um, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, that's a good question. Did, was there a second half to that or is that both halves of that question? Uh, I, I, well, what the second half would be, which were the most and least <clears throat> challenging technically to pull off? Um, Ooh, most and least challenging technically. I, to either pull. shooting or post-production, sure. your, your choice. Um, 
the the burlesque shot is complicated. That was, I think, seven lights to make that work. Um, and it was right when I got my camera. So it's like if I had done it today, I would have done it slightly differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but but there are yeah a whole lot of lights to make that work. So that that one was fun, but the post production wasn't awful. Uh, post production on the tree one took a lot of work, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and the post production on um the tortoise uh, was a lot of work. Um, so yeah, I think, I think those were probably the hardest to do. Um, some of them are, are not pretty much right out of camera, but like, you know, a little bit more out of camera. Like the, the dentist one was not too far away from what it looked like in camera, you know, Mm -hmm. um, which made it easier to, to finish up. But, uh, yeah, it's funny. Like that dentist one was the first one I did, but, and cause I had access to a dental, uh, school to actually have the right. chairs and the whole right. thing. And, um, <laughs> had they only known the picture I was taking, yeah, um, right. but, but I had, I had imagined it originally as like a much more wide shot where it was sort of all darkness and a pool of light in the middle where like somebody was sure. be getting tortured in the chair. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And I tried shooting it that way and it just didn't, it didn't have the impact. And I was like, yep. Yeah, not going to work. Like uh, I'm going to move in and ended up sort of, you know, ducking below and taking pictures and going, oh yeah, this is the angle. Cause then you're sort of seeing it a little bit from his angle in the chair, you know, as, as like a little bit of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, some of them come out exactly the way you expect. And then some of them come out nothing like you expected. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. I also just wanted to be the first one to ask you questions about them. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, I'm doing. You know how stuff. I roll. Come on now. Yeah, I know. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me just yeah, put this stream. Hey, can I give one more product recommendation? Yep. Um, uh, I have found lately because I, you know, carry a fairly small kit. Um, a lot of times when I'm going down to do these 365s and stuff, because I have a bad back and I'm not dragging along a roller case with me to go take pictures. Um. And I borrowed from Dan, but I've kind of broken it. So now I own it. <laughs> I got to buy Dan a new one. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but has been amazing is a double fold umbrella. Mm, okay. Um, so the problem with most photographic umbrellas is that, you know, I'll put a link in show notes. So Jeffrey, so you can run Skype so you can see the one I'm about to put in. Um, the problem with most photographic umbrellas is that they fold down like an old school umbrella with like a curvy handle. Right. So they don't get very short. So they're still kind of like long. So if it's a 30 inch or 40 inch umbrella, it's still 25, 30 mm. inches long. Right. Yeah. This, uh, unfortunately <laughs> this, f- this product shot doesn't really show how it folds differently. Right. But you know, when you get like your average umbrella that you buy, like a totes umbrella or whatever it is, how, even though it's a big umbrella, it scrunches down and it's only 10, 12 inches tall or whatever. Right, 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 like right. It, like it folds twice the the armatures. Armatures? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this this uh, photo umbrella is, you know, a, a white umbrella with a black outer thing that you can take off and use it as a shoot through or bounce up into it or whatever. But it's double fold. So it, it's like 10, 12 inches long and can just fit in your bag, which mm, makes okay, it super easy to carry with you because- 
you know, if you carry this and you carry like a little, one of those little um, stands, in fact, if you look down the frequently brought, bought together thing, uh, one of the things is like a LumaPro seven and a half foot compact stand. I use stands like that. I have one mm. of those, one of the little adapters that they're selling, basically that $100 little kit there. Um, so it's an umbrella, a stand, the little, you know, adapter to yeah, stick the little a knuckle speed light thing on. and it's got the little brass monkey. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. And, um, and like basically that plus uh, a cheap speed light, like a, yep. like the, the, in fact, I have the one next to me. What is this thing? The, one of the you know, young, young Nuo, Nuo. Yeah. yeah. The five, five, six, five, yeah. Five sixty model four or five now. Right. 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 Which, which was like, um, yeah, it's a, mine's a three, but yeah, they make the four now, I think, um, mm-hmm. it, with their little wireless Wi-Fi adapter. So you can even control the light from on top of your camera on top of triggering it. Uh, so for a hundred dollars for the stand and the umbrella and the whatever, and a hundred dollars for the speed light and the thing for 200 bucks, you know what I mean? You can set yourself up with a cute little light kit that doesn't break the bank and just can go with you everywhere you go and, and not have it be a big giant thing. What's Um, the, what's the length of the, uh, the stand when it's all collapsed down? Oh, um, longer than the umbrella. What I usually do is strap it to the outside, you know, ah, okay. uh, the back of my thing. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. But, but the, like but a small the, tripod would be maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like that okay. kind of size. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know exactly. Here, actually, I have one in shot. Here. Uh, it's gotta be, uh, I don't know. What is this? 18 inches long? Something like that. It's okay. not that long. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's, I just wanted to recommend that cause it's something that I never really thought about. I was like, man, these umbrellas are annoying or soft boxes or whatever. It's like such a pain in the neck, you know? I just like, I want an umbrella, but I just want it small. It's like double fold umbrella done. Uh, so I'll put a link in the show notes to this West Westcott makes one. This is the one that, it, that I borrowed from Dan. And uh, other than me breaking it, it's been great. Now is, is you breaking it a testament to its durability or lack thereof, or was it kind of a freak? Uh, I think that it was an older one anyway. And uh, one of the threads, so there's a screw on the top that holds the middle of the black thing on. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just taken off and put on so many times that that the thread on that thing got loose. You know what ah, I mean? So okay, okay. it wasn't anything the, I think it like snapped the top little thing. So, but, uh, I, you know, look, it's a $30 umbrella. I don't expect it to last for 10 years, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm fine with it dying in some way. Um, yeah. So I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, I think we have one more. Oh, I see a double fold umbrella. Uh, we have one more sponsor and then we'll go to the group if that's all right. Sure. Uh, let me pull up this sponsor. Let's see if there's a, a nice new one for our friends at FreshBooks. FreshBooks. Right. Holiday FreshBooks. <laughs> jingle, so, jingle FreshBooks. Jeffrey, when you were in, uh, when you were over in, uh, in Euro country. Yeah. Did you, uh. Uh, did you did you did you like using euros or was it sure yeah it was to, fine yeah. we you know, we had a terrific experience on the on the tech and the euro front uh, T Mobile n- no data charges uh, no roaming charges at all every you know data and text are all you just you don't have to change SIM cards you just you just go it piggybacks on uh, Orange which is uh, one of the local oh uh, so you didn't uh, have to pay extra for no, it to be over no there. but was it slow or was it it was fine I mean it, it was, was slower than here but. Uh, it, it was fine, and you could you could pay an additional fee if you wanted high speed LTE, but just for you know for texting or sending yeah, the odd picture or or whatever it was, it was fine. And then there was Wi Fi in the hotel, right. uh, which the hotel was terrific. You could see the Eiffel Tower from the room; it was brilliant. Um, uh, but the the other thing was was uh, uh you know just you don't bring money, just pull out money at an ATM and right. and. 
right. then you're not hit with, you know, 20% exchange fees or whatever. Sure. Um, yep. And we got, you know, we got some Euro and just made sure that we used it by the end. And I think we've got a couple Euro left, but overall yeah. it was, it was seamless is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, sure. Uh, seamless is not a sponsor of the show, by the way. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do they have that I mean, done in DC? I'm sorry. What I meant to say was it was fresh books. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> no, go to kidding. Europe. <laughs> uh <laughs> that's really funny uh so so jeffrey you don't need to reclaim 192 hours because you're still jet lagged and on european time so I, I, to yeah i spent 192 hours walking yeah. so yeah i would like to get that back <laughs> our friends at freshbook make a ridiculously easy cloud accounting software uh that works for freelancers and 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 photographers and you know coders and people who work for other people who got to send invoices and get paid because that's the honestly that's why you're ultimately doing work. That's right. Like Jeffrey, make I, that paper. Other people actually get paid. Right. Um, Wait. <laughs> by simplifying they, they tasks do? like invoicing, tracking expenses, <laughs> getting paid online, FreshBooks has drastically reduced the times it takes for over 10 million people to deal with all of their business paperwork. We're talking uh, about very nice people from the from from the Toronto area. So there's Canadians. They got to make good software. They're Canadian, Jeffrey. Um, if that's not enough incentive, FreshBooks platform has been rebuilt from the ground up. They've taken simplicity and speed to an entirely new level and added powerful new features. Uh, so you know, save yourself two working days a month by using FreshBooks. Uh, so let's see what they got here. They got you know your your clean professional looking invoices. You can send them in thirty seconds. It's got online payments. So you don't even have to wait for a check. They'll just, they could just pay with a credit card and you receive payments online with just two clicks to set it up. Uh, mobile expenses. So you could take pictures of your fancy hamburger in Paris and charge it to your client and say, oh God, it was so good. thanks for this delicious hamburger. There's a photo even. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they've got a projects feature that lets you share uh, files and messages with your clients, contractors, and employees. So you can see how quickly things happen when all conversations are in one place. Uh, the notification system is fantastic. It's like a personal assistant that'll let you know what's changing your business since you last logged on, like whether or not it's sent late payment reminders, whether people have looked at an invoice, uh, whether you got paid. You can keep up to date really quick and easy. Uh, and speaking of euros, they got multi-currency invoicing. So, you know, if you're over there and you make a good deal with somebody and they want to pay in, in euros, you can send them an invoice. They'll pay in euros. Uh, and if you have any questions whatsoever, the FreshBooks award-winning customer service uh, people are amazingly helpful, super friendly, and they have zero attitude. Plus, a real-life person usually answers in three rings or less. So go try out uh, FreshBooks. If you're listening to this and you're not using FreshBooks yet, now would be the time to try it. FreshBooks is offering an unrestricted 30-day free trial for all of our listeners. No credit card is required. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash on taking pictures, enter on taking pictures in the how did you hear from us section. And uh, we thank them very much for their support of, yes. of, of, of our show. Yes. Thank you. Uh, you are correct, sir. You are correct. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's go, to the, let's go to the group since it's been uh, 10 days. It's been a long time. Yeah. Since I rock and roll. One week since you looked at this section. (laughs) (laughs) Fail. (laughs) We're going to get a nasty note from Robert Plant. Just all it's going to say is, really? (laughs) Oh, I was going for uh, Bare Naked Ladies. Ah, okay. I was going for Led Zeppelin. Okay. And that wraps up the differences between (laughs) Bill and Jeffrey. (laughs) Todd Schick's picture. I like this wide wide angle feel. White anger? Is that a new type of photography? White anger photography. I'm pissed about this scene. That's actually really beautiful. Look at that. Yeah. It's very Stephen Uh, Shore. I'm all into like a Stephen Shore thing since I saw that show a couple times. 
Uh, I, I like the perspective and uh, Mario Mirabile. I like the, all the negative space with the stairs. That's yep. nice. The girl yep. sitting on the stairs with the, what is that? Is that a cello? Maybe? Uh, that would be a guitar. You think? Yeah, that's just a Oh, because Yamaha. Okay. Yeah. I'm going uh, to go ahead and think that it's a cello. Look, Eden went and got the Magnum contact sheets. Is that what that book looks like in real life? I've never no, actually that seen is, it No, that life. is the newer version of... I was going to say, that's not how I've seen it before. No, that is a reissue. That's a soft cover reissue. A uh, little different, but it is a brilliant, brilliant book nonetheless. Okay. Uh, oh, Florian. Uh, oh, yeah. He put a picture of his wife, uh, Prego, five wow. years ago. Hello. I like, I like the, the contrast there. That's interesting. No, it is nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, Chris Worth up on top of Angel's Landing, looking up at Angel's oh, Landing. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh, looking up at Angel's Landing. Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, I know where they are. They're they're on the they're on the hike up to uh, Observation Point. No, no, no. That's actually on the observ- uh, That's on the Angels Landing side of it. Look at that. Yeah. No, I'm not walking there. Yeah. Nope. Uh, nope. Florian, another shot of a of a burger. Wait. In lieu of the recent burger discussion here. Wait. There was a there was a burger discussion there. I I don't know. I got telling miss you that we got to go Rousseau. find that. Uh. Two hour drive to get a damn good burger. I think I think he should do that more often. I it's worth it though, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so what do you what do you think for this week? You got you got an idea? I I threw something in there, but uh, you know we can wh- use whatever you want. Wait, what do you got? I, I was gonna say racing, but I wasn't going to say necessarily. You know, I was like, not necessarily you know, motorsports. Right, racing heartbeat. You know what I mean? Like sure, like, all kinds of ways you can go with that. Sure, 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 sure. All right. Hashtag racing is the assignment for this week. Um, yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. Let me just make a thing right here. I can do it as we speak. Um, so, yes. talk for the week this week. What have you got? So, have you seen this, uh, the the time people of the year, person of the year, whatever, the, uh, the way they call it now? Um, I have not seen too much of anything. Okay, so Time Magazine who is now owned by another company who they get by by Meredith, I guess it is. Uh, so the time person of the stuff. year is um, the, the silence breakers, they call them. So it's the mostly women in a, and, and a man or two who, you know, talking about sexual abuse stuff. Right. Right. So it's Ashley Judd and it's, you know, um, against, uh, 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 exclusively against Weinstein or, or no, I think these are a number of different people. Cause yeah, okay. it's different. Yeah. Uh, Selma Blair, Alyssa Milano, like different, different, you know, activists and, and, and people. And so th- th- there's the cover, which to me, it's funny when you look at the cover, the cover to me looks almost illustrated. I don't know if, if, if there's a link in the show notes. I don't know if you've clicked on this yet, Jeffrey. Okay, um, wait a minute. The silence breakers. Yeah. You see that one? What's video? Uh, yeah, but scroll down, and there's the cover. Doesn't the cover oh, almost look like illustrated? Like it's like like one of those almost creepy paintings. You know what I mean? Like it's the way it's laid out. No, I don't think it so. doesn't look like that to me. Okay, to me, it, like it looks breaker. almost painted. Anyway, but I liked the look of these portraits. Are really interesting, and it made me go look up the people who made them, called Billion Hells. Hmm. Um, and if you go to their website. They have this stuff and it feels almost like it's uh, on paper somehow, like the texture of the, of the look of everything. It's like very specific retouching. It's high contrast. It's like the, they, they play with colors in interesting ways. I love um, the color choices. 
Yeah, it's it's and it's, obviously, it's saturated and muted at the same time. Exactly. There's right. a richness to it, like yeah. a lot of jewel tones. Yep. Yeah. And if you flick through some of these, yeah, some of them are are not very colorful at all, but they still sit right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, um, they still manage to feel rich. Right. And this is what I was talking about when I said at the beginning, how you look at some people's work and you go, wait, how did they do that? Now I got to figure out how they did that, you know, how they get that look and feel. And mm-hmm. of course, they're taking pictures a lot of times of very pretty people with very soft lighting and all the rest of it. But then they do stuff in post that like, it, like I said, it almost feels like it has texture to it. Like you can grab onto it, you know, um, in a way yeah, that I can't are, these quite. These are terrific. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody said that they... It's a group of women. I it's, it's like I've been trying to figure out. Let me see. Um, they're in they're in Germany. Uh, yeah, it's two photographers. Uh, Wait, so on the contact sheet is the the, the four people? Is that is that are all four? Of I them don't think that that's actually. Them. Or is that just is that a photo that they've taken of? Billy somebody? and Hells are two photographers. Anke Lintz and Andreas Ottinger. Okay. They met in 86, fared, had shared experiences, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, at Fahey I, Klein. I've been to Fahey Klein in, uh, in LA. A gallery? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just think that there's something about these that is really interesting. So um, anyway, it's the, uh, it's the Billion Hells. And their, their Tumblr is actually full of really interesting stuff too, which I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to that as well. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if all of this is stuff they've shot because I think some of it's just stuff that they like or see but some of it is their work or new work right, or right. different things they're playing with um or stuff that's been published like the usual stuff that's on a blog or tumblr um but anyway really go though. take a yeah, look the colors are wonderful yeah they're and coloring tr- the shadows which i think is really terrific if you if you flip through some of these they're using they're not just straight shadows they're using some blues or purples yeah well yeah, um, yeah. cooling down the shadows is yeah like this classic thing that people the, do oh, but they do it really well and yeah. I, it's, I'm trying to figure out, you know, like the, the, their aesthetic and how it works and how it feels. It's just interesting. So go check it out. It, uh, it almost looks like they're they're also playing with with a curve slightly, so that nothing really goes all the way to black and nothing goes all the way to white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah they're yeah, limiting yeah, yeah. that yeah. kind of <clears throat> dynamic range. Yeah, it's it like were. there's contrast, but there's tone and everything. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. Although there's like one of the fourth or fifth picture there is this uh, Asian woman with her head turned mm-hmm. where her hair does go to like kind of black. So they're fine with doing it every once in a while, but they're, they're definitely doing stuff. There's, there's a lot of tonal stuff that they're doing to get them to look and feel this way. And a lot of, I mean, if you look at the model ones, the skin is very heavily retouched. Right. But in a way that almost looks, makes the people look fake not real do you see the one like uh called moon it's a it's a it's like i don't know eight or ten in that looks like a uh um oh who's that artist you know like the old um the old stuff from like 14th century where it's like super flat you know with the gold background obviously this woman uh with oh like a, okay uh-huh. you see that one yeah 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 uh like, like a climped almost yeah i guess i guess yeah it is climped esque but then climped was kind of riffing on stuff from 500 years before that right you know sort of mm-hmm. the, the flatness of it so anyway Billy and Hell's uh, definitely worth uh, going to check oh, out. Oh, the one of the girl in the in the bathing cap is fantastic. Yeah, with the red with the red bathing suit on. Oh, you like that one? Oh, love that. Beautiful. <laughs> so yeah. Um, wow, great stuff. See, like, where, like where this is Berlin. They're in Germany. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here, I'm sending you a link. This is the one. 
this is like the kind of thing I look at and I go, huh? I like, I don't, I mean, obviously part of it is to that actually. Load? Oh yeah. That's great. Look at that. Ugh. Yeah. Kind of tone that on woman. tone. Who is this woman? Yeah. You know, like obviously really cool looking too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, go check it out. Billy and Hell's uh, photographer of the week. Um, hey, uh, real quick. Well, speaking of Berlin, 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 uh, watched atomic. Bl- well, I watched part of atomic blonde. Yeah. How was it? Which takes, it was not very good. Um, you know, stop me if you've heard this. There's a list of covert agents that have been stolen. And if it falls into the wrong, ha- blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, Bond has done it. Mission Impossible's done it. Yeah. Stop keeping names on lists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop making lists of these people. Just keep it in your head. Right. Go so it, it just, I don't know. The music was interesting, but it, it just, it didn't work for me. Didn't work. Didn't that, work. That okay. Was yeah. there anything more? Or is that it? No, it just, it's okay. made, Berlin made me think, because it, it takes place largely oh, in I Berlin. See. Yeah. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, leave us a voicemail, 347-687-9411. Uh, at Bill Wadman, at Jeffrey Sidoris on Instagram and Twitters, at Wadman365, if you want to catch up with the end of my 365 portrait series. Uh, and uh, am I forgetting one of the things there? Oh, podcast at ontakingpictures.com will send us an email to both of us. Did you so say the, you the, the number? 347-687-9411, three, yeah. Three, four, three, four, seven, yeah okay. All right, uh, Jeffrey, go uh, go reset your clock. I know. I need to eat some breakfast and and drink some more coffee. Yeah, that'll work. Oh my god, the coffee there was so good. <laughs> Cafe creme. I just oh, you know what it is. It's so just, it's like going to like any place on the corner and getting a, a croissant for ninety nine cents. That's like really good, and you're like, what? How could this be a buck? Right. And be yeah. Good. There was a little place around the corner from the hotel that uh, phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. We went to we went to uh, uh, one place twice because it was so good um, for uh, like an actual meal. Um, fantastic, yeah, yeah. Go have some good food. Yeah. Um, I did not get a, a burger at McDonald's though, although it's insanely popular. Royale with cheese. See, yeah. they do like fast food with the kids mostly. Right. See, that's the thing. Everything moves on eventually. Um, all right. We'll see you next week. Uh, yep. sooner next week, I guess we'll see you on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. We're, we're back in just, uh, four or five days. Hey, we, uh, we, we do have holidays coming up, but at some point we should probably do a Q and a or something. Uh, so we should probably, you know, if you have questions, start sending them in cause we'll figure out a, a, a day. We'll give you more warning, but uh, right. Yeah. Start sending in questions, podcasted on taking pictures. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. Cool. Thank you. See all you right. Later. Have a great week, everyone. Going on and on the way we are. So
this way Say what you wanna say I know what you will say we'll